Hey, Grace. Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back Back to to the the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I am Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as The Best Times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome. To all our former besties returning, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. We're so happy that you're here. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. I always, always I always say that like we're on the radio. Thanks for <laughs> clicking to listen. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. Thanks for clicking... To listen. I like it. Because that's what people have to do. They have to click on this to listen to it. Yeah. Can you imagine if we had our own radio show? Oh my God. It's my one of my dreams. Add it to the list. (laughs) Uh, We have another great guest today. We are joined by the one and only Stuart Pankin. Oh, you guys, Stuart Pankin. How many things has he been in? He's been in so much stuff. Oh my God. We only cover a few of the things, but if you look him up, he's been in like an insane amount of things. We mainly focus on obviously the nineties to the two thousands. We talked about him being in the show dinosaurs, all three of the Xenon movies. He was commander plank in case you're wondering, like trying to put a face to that name. Yes. And honey, we shrunk ourselves. It's, we had a great time talking to him. We had such a great time. He had great stories to share. And seriously, if you guys just go on IMDb, you're going to remember him from something that we didn't mention. Oh my gosh. He's everywhere. Because I mean, like we covered a little, a few of the things like in the 80s that he was in, Mm. but it's just his list, his resume is crazy. It's crazy. And obviously, if you guys listen, we had Holly Folger on a few episodes ago, who was also in Xenon. They actually play love interests in Xenon. And, the, and they're still friends. They're still friends. So now you, you heard Aunt Judy's side. Now you can hear from Commander Plank. And not a spoiler. Sorry if it is. They fall in love in the movie. Yeah, in the third, do. right? Do they fall in love? Is it in the third they fall in love? Or do they fall in love before? I thought it... Okay, in the first movie, when all of them come to this, this Aunt Judy goes. Aunt Judy goes to space. That's when they first see each other, and that I think they're kind of flirty. Uh huh. Like when Protozoa is performing. I really do need to rewatch all those. I mean, I I watched them not too long ago, like recent enough that I should remember this. But I mean, this is an excuse for everybody to go rewatch. Yeah. So we can't even give the spoiler of when they fall in love. Just know that it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Uh, we haven't caught up in a while. How are you? How's your week? Oh, how is my week? It's good. I know. When the heck was the last time we had a catch up? I'm like, I guess what? It, it was probably like two, two or three episodes ago. We did it before Holly. So just two weeks ago, we did a catch up. But that just seems like so long. So much has happened. I mean, you know, I can barely remember the day before. So let's hope I can remember what's happened. Um, let's see. We're still in quarantine. That hasn't changed. Um, I was able to go back to work and now I'm not at work again. That was a very up and down week for you. Very up and down week, but we're fine. We're doing great. Um, we went back through all the Harry Potters again. I can't remember if I said that. We did that for the second time in quarantine. So we've watched from beginning to end. That's impressive. Well, the first time was my choice and we just watched one a night because really no one had anything else to do. The second time my fiance Tim was reading the books and when he finished the books, he wanted to watch all the movies. Of course. 
So we did that. Um, I'm almost done New Girl. I started watching New Girl. I love New Girl. I just finished it not too long ago. Oh, it's so good. I do have to say, and if you haven't watched it, I don't think this is a spoiler. There's a part when Jess has to leave the show for a couple episodes. <laughs> I feel like the show changed drastically from when she, before she left and when she came back. I think so. There's like, a shift. A huge shift. And, and I, remember, I remember before I started watching, people warned me that the last season or two, it kind of goes downhill. Yes. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I'm on the last season and, okay, this, if you haven't watched, uh, it's, it's a really old show, so it's fine. Um, not really old, but you know what I mean. <laughs> It just ended like two years um, ago. <laughs> I know. I feel like it was so long ago. Um, but basically, I just wish... I think they took, they totally took way too long getting Jess and Nick together. And when Jess and Nick finally got together at the end of season six, the, the first two episodes of season seven, they're, they're literally, they don't have any scenes together. Like they're totally separate. It's so weird to me. Yeah. And I love them together. And I feel like even them, when they got together first was magic. This was just like forced. So. Yeah. I might just, when I, I want to go back and rewatch because I love it. And I might just stop at like season four. That's fair. Yeah. Um, anything else? I mean, we had Chessie on last week. Yeah, we did. That was an amazing thing to happen. We had Lisa and Walter. If you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. The Parent Trap had a reunion. Loved every second of that. And I think, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. We're just still hanging in. Nice. I, we got a bookshelf. The bookshelf looks great. I don't know. We haven't, no, because we recorded Stuart's episode before you got the bookshelf. So you're not going to be able to see the bookshelf until our next Zoom pick. But there she is. There's a bookshelf. You'll see her one of these weeks. How about you? How have you been? Do do we have any updates for the listeners? Well, guys. (laughs) Well, guys. David's on uh, on the cusp. <laughs> you guys, I'm, I'm fine now, but I did catch the corona. You guys, it's true. He had it. I got it. Um, got it. Yeah, we always joked that we were going to be the most dramatic people if one of us ever got it. And then we, I debated for a while if I was even going to say anything, but here we are. Well, you're you're healthy. You're okay now. Oh, yeah. You got through it. I really, compared to the stories that you read about on the news or just online, I had a very mild case for it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's still so little that we know about it because it seems to affect people differently at different ages. And at this point, not a single person is immune. It's no longer like younger people don't get it. Anybody no. can get it. And just to, I guess, just tell what happened, I've really, I've been being very careful wearing my mask everywhere. And then I hung out with two friends and it just so happened that one of them happened to have it, but didn't know that he had it. Yeah. And then he had like no symptoms at all. And then I woke up and had a fever for seven days straight. Yeah, that if was- you, the- If you listen to Holly's episode, that was on day two of being sick. I know. <laughs> and, you, you did have a little bit of a cough. I did. I remember we always get on before our interviews and Grace and I'll chat. And so we took a small break after we chatted before Holly and even Grace had to tell me that my um, coloring wasn't great. I'm going to use the word complexion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, 
David got on the Zoom, and I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to freak him out, but you were very pale. Like, you looked ill. Because that was before I tested positive, too. Hmm. So we didn't know That's for right. sure. That's right. You, I, just, yeah. I just knew I had a 101 fever and had been sleeping all morning, just got up in time. Because we weren't going to cancel on Aunt Judy. No. And, I mean, you were, we're all at home. Like, you, you haven't left the house at all. Like, no. we're all at home. So... Oh my God. And I mean, honestly, luckily I felt the symptoms pretty quick after seeing my friend. Um, So luckily, you know, they called and uh, first of all, I had to get two tests because the first one I never got results for. And the second one was whenever they do it up your nose for you. And Oh. oh, she went far up there. Yeah. I mean, I had gotten tested with my fiance. Um, and ours came back negative but I, we had, it said, if you didn't hear within five days, it was probably inconclusive. Like they would either Which say wild. Or yeah. yeah. I, just, I just never got an email back. So then I went, luckily was able to get into a place where I found out pretty quickly. And by the time that I texted Grace that it came back positive, we both knew. Oh my God. We knew from the first time you called me and you said you didn't feel well, or you texted me that you had a fever. I was like, Oh God. Which Luckily, oh, that's what I started to say. So then whenever they called, they were like, you know, go ahead and contact anybody that you've seen. Well, luckily, I, don't, I had only seen those two friends. And so the other one had gotten a test anyway, because he was also around the other person. I'm trying not to use names in case of, you know, HIPAA. HIPAA. <laughs> Confidentiality. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, not that I've, I really had not been going out, but two weeks alone in my apartment. If you know me, that is, I couldn't, I like, I didn't want to go out on walks because I don't want to risk giving it to anybody. I literally just stayed here. And then God bless my mom. She sent me groceries from Instacart that they would Uh, just drop off. God bless her. I remember I told David at first, I was like, I'll make you lasagna like or chicken parm. I'll make you meals. And then when I talked to him on the phone and you were like, my mom is getting me all my groceries on Instacart. I was like, oh, mom's got him covered. I also lost 11 pounds. Wow. There you go. <laughs> all those, all that couch sitting. <laughs> I did a lot of pacing in my apartment just because I couldn't do anything. When you just said you did a lot of pacing, I don't know why. I wish that I had the Marauder's map so I could have opened it and I could have seen you just like walking seen in my circles. Because isn't there a part in one of the Harry Potters when um, – they open it and Dumbledore and someone says a line that's like Dumbledore, he's pacing. He does yeah. that a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's the little why that reminded me of that. I try to act like Dumbledore as much as possible. on you. Oh, you always do. Be, I, yeah. You Grace always is always do. calling me Dumbledore. I'm like, hey, Dumbledore. Oh, God, David. Sorry. <laughs> um, but moral of the story, wear a damn mask. Uh, I did. I, I did actually read and heard from someone who had gone to a doctor that now they are saying that just hanging out with like a couple close friends who you think is safe is actually more dangerous than if you go to a store or like go to a just anywhere outside with a bunch of people. Oh my God. I, it definitely is because you know, if it's, if you're around people that you know, you're like, you don't wear the mask because you, you think you just you assume it's them. fine. Yeah. Like that's why I feel like that's why, because in the beginning, they had this, like, groups under 10 were fine. And then that quickly went out the window. Mm-hmm. And it was like, nobody is fine. So everyone just, let's keep washing our hands. We're going to keep wearing our masks. 
don't hang out with people. I don't hang out with people mean, inside. Like do a social distance. Yeah, at a park do like an outside thing. To. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to see someone, but if you don't, head on uh, the old Zoom. Head on FaceTime. It works just wonderfully. And really, the test is not that bad. If you're not getting tested just because you're afraid of it, it's not that bad. It's five seconds and you're done. Oh, my God. There's nothing to be afraid of. And where we live in California, they have them in a lot of locations and they don't charge you for them. Yeah. And I I think it's different, especially if you have any kind of symptom, they'll like, it depends on how quick you can get in. Because I know if you click that you have no symptoms, you might not get in right away. But if you, you know, do, they definitely get you in. And it's good to do it just to be safe. And if you are feeling sick at all, do not hang out with a friend. You never know how that friend could react. But enough about this. This is just to let people know that if you are one of those people who don't want to wear a mask or don't think this virus is real, it's real. I can confirm that it's real. And I'm not trying to take away from the interview. So let's, let's get, Stuart is a great interview. Let's get into it. Hey, you kids. Good. How are you doing? All right. How are you doing in quarantine? Is everybody safe? Everybody's safe. Yeah. Are you losing your mind? Staying sane? Uh, I'm losing some of my mind. Not not <laughs> all of it. Just the best parts. It's good they're gone. Oh no. <laughs> are you are you in Los Angeles? Like where where are you based? Yeah, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. We're not doing well over here. <laughs> where are you guys? We're also well. We're in the like North Hollywood Studio City area. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good, kids. It's not I know. Good. I know. But we're getting pretty good at staying inside. At least we can do this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. I had never heard of Zoom before quarantine, and now it's like every day I'm on a Zoom. It's a, it's a, it's all the time. I've done more Zooms than. You know, the last 70 plus years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. And you know, obviously Holly got in touch with you, which was so nice of her. Oh, if I knew it was Holly, I would never have done it. Oh, <laughs> Dang it. I mean, we found uh, you completely on our own. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to just ask you some questions about your career. And the first thing, this isn't about your career, but you're from Philadelphia, I read. Mm-hmm. I am as well. What are you from? The actual city or a suburb? Well, uh, not not downtown Philadelphia. I lived in, was born in Winfield. Okay. Well, I lived on Thirtieth Street, which you which is north, like north, uh, up on Broadway. But then I lived in uh, Winfield for a long time. Moved away, came back, lived in uh, Winwood. Went okay. to Lower Marion High School. Uh, and I moved again, my folks and I moved again, and I can't remember exactly where the Oak, Oakwood Apartments, and it was near the freeway, near the, not, not the freeway, the Schuylkill Expressway. Yeah. Where are you from? I am from, so my mom still lives, Montgomery County. Oh, sure. That area, yeah. Our actual town is called Hatboro, but people don't tend to know that. They know the I county don't know more. Do you know where Rittenhouse Square is? Yes, yes. My, my aunt and uncle who we spent a lot of time down there, lived right there. I mean, I practically grew up in Rittenhouse Square, climbing on those metal animals. Well, then you know about Wynwood and Lower Marion and all that stuff. Ardmore, Ardmore. I remember playing Lower Marion in sports in high school. Like, we would play those different high schools. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we were, I was on the swimming team and the crew team 
for years. And I remember, I don't know, what, what high school did you go to? If you I, went, I went to Hapero Horsham High School. No, I don't think we ever did competed with those guys. Yeah. We, we competed with a lot of the areas, a lot of the schools in the areas. Yeah, we would always do like Upper Moreland, Upper Darby. Upper Darby, I know. Um, like Central Bucks, was that one of them? There was a, there was a bunch of different schools. Um, I don't know. You see, it's been a long time for me, a little less for you. but <laughs> <laughs> I should remember more, but it's all escaping me right now. But those <laughs> stand out. <laughs> when did you move out to Los Angeles? 77. Okay. Did you move out for acting? Yeah, yeah. I uh, got a job uh, on a show called The San Pedro Beach Bums, which was uh, Aaron Spelling's first and last attempt at hour-long comedy. It lasted about 10 shows, and then uh, I stayed. I got a, uh, I got a minute deal with Universal for holding contract and just stayed. Oh, nice. Was acting something you knew you always wanted to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, certainly since college. Yeah. I, I, I applied as a, uh, a psychology major in, uh, in college. And, uh, um, but as soon as I auditioned for that first show, I knew that acting was what I wanted to do. So uh, our whole podcast is kind of about 90s, 2000s entertainment. And so one show we saw, the, or one movie you were in was Arachnophobia. I was in that. And correct us if we're wrong, on your IMDb, it says that you're afraid of bugs. Is that true? <laughs> That's on my. Both those things are really true, so we wanted to ask. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm really not afraid. I mean, I'm not thrilled with them. My my wife is very uh, susceptible to spider bites, so if I see them in the house, they're gone. Yeah. I, put, I don't put them in a little cup and put them outside. They're gone. They're <laughs> they're, they're they're internal bodily fluids. And as a matter of fact, during arachnophobia, they had uh, I think they were called either New Zealand or Australian spiders. They cost a lot of money. Ooh. each spider and in order to make sure that if you saw one of them running around you didn't go ah! you know because they're like eleven hundred dollars a pop we had to go and let them let them crawl on us <gasps> just so we got a little used to it and we all did that and it was fine but i'm not afraid of bugs oh, God. i'm afraid I'm of people thinking. listening oh i'm itching thinking about that yeah i know i'm not crazy about them i'm just not you know yeah. I, I've killed huge insects with my bare hands. I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I don't miss as much because back home on the East Coast, we would get like wolf spiders in our basement and we would get uh, really bad ones because we had basements. There's basements back there. Right, sure. Wolf spiders. That's so funny. Did you ever have those? I don't, I don't think so. Or like, um, are they black widow? Oh, there were some that you would have to come have them spray for them because if they bit you, it could be really bad. Right, right, uh, right. No, I don't remember wolf spiders. There's one that that bites you and uh, and it, and it dissipates the flesh. It's sort of, you know, and that's that we have in California. That that we have to be careful about. And black widows, we have those too, but yeah. you know they have a bad reputation. They could they they could maybe hurt a child or a baby. But they, if you got bit by a black widow, you might feel a little thing on your on the bite side. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> It's got really deep. <laughs> this has nothing to do with my the '90s. They've been here since the since the beginning of time. We have to go back into the 1500s and talk about spiders. 
I know we love to, we sometimes get so chatty and sidetracked. I was just going to say, we don't have anything to do with spiders. <laughs> anyway, well, nor do I. So IMDb is kind of wrong. You're not terrified of spiders. Got it. Oh, no. no. <laughs> um, and you also had a big role on Not Necessarily the News, which first mm -hmm. of all, I love the name of that. I had it, I've never seen it, but I love the name of it. Well, why don't you go right now? I'll wait, go to YouTube. You can probably get any number of episodes from Not Necessarily the News on YouTube and you can, uh, you can check it out. Is it on there? Yeah, not, not every one. We did about 60 or 70 of them, but- uh, Yeah, I saw there was a yeah, lot you of can, them. You can find, you can get um, any number of whole episodes. It was a great show, it was a great show. Was it filmed in front of an audience or was it? No, uh, because we did sketches all over the all over the town, and we did did them in a studio, but not in front of an audience. In the old days, when we showed the show, we viewed the show, and we they brought an audience in so they could get a laugh track. Oh. Uh, so we showed it in front of an audience, but we didn't film it in front of an audience. Uh, no, we, we never did that. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that is more of the sitcom. Idea. That's yeah. Filming in front of an audience is much more of a sitcom format. Uh, we we were we were guerrilla filming. We filmed you know all over the city. You know sometimes legally, sometimes not. <laughs> so when we were on film, we never obviously had an audience. And even when we did tape in the studio, we never we never uh, we never had an audience. Aww. Okay. Would you guys go whenever they showed it to an audience, or would that just be like producers? Well, no, no, no. We we would go. They actually. They actually gave beer and soda, which got the audience. Oh. <laughs> we went a few times, I mean, the cast, just to see what it was like. But then they stopped doing that. And I guess either they'd left out the laugh track or they put it in. Okay. So it was a lot easier for them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You also were the voice for the family sitcom Dinosaurs. Yeah. We do have a question because we both watched that show. Were they puppets or because it's not animated, but you did the voiceover for them? How how was that? How did it work? They were animatronic puppets, big, full, life size puppets with people inside. Not you. Oh my gosh! I wasn't inside. No, God forbid. Oh. God. <laughs> and they had state of the art uh, animatronic. Uh, controls for the mouth and the eyes and they could program them for various shows and various reactions so sometimes this is you know like that and sometimes they could reprogram it so it's like they could so they they made the face and the mouth oh, wow. look and uh they they put in a scratch track uh my little puppeteer he was a little english god talk like this you know and so and then i would go in the studio and do earl i would replace him with uh, with, with with the way earl is meant to be <laughs> wow. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a very cool. It was a very interesting, well, the set was great. I mean, the set was raised and, uh, and so puppeteers could stick their hands through like the baby and then walk around. But it was, it was quite a project. It was, I think, the most expensive half hour show at the time because it was so expensive to maintain those puppets. The Henson people did an astounding job making the puppet great, real. But it was very expensive to maintain them. And uh, after, I, I guess we did three seasons. I think we did three, maybe six seasons. They decided to. There's always talk about doing it again. Everybody wants to do it again, and it's never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, like I saw that it's coming to Disney Plus this fall. They said I that hope all the old so. ones are coming. Maybe I'll make 39 cents. <laughs> <laughs> 
did you enjoy doing voiceover work? Uh, I always used to say that, well, doing cartoons is a lot different than doing dinosaurs. Sure. Dinosaurs, you were replacing the voices. You saw the mouth moving and you, he's doing like this. And I had to go, he's doing like this, you know. Well, that was, I always said it was a job that I loved having, loved having. And it wasn't crazy about doing because you're in a booth in a room by yourself with the producer for, you know, eight hours, six hours. Mm -hmm. So that was, it was tough to do that because artistically, if you wanted to do something, you couldn't sometimes because the mouth dictated what you say and how you said it. Now, cartoons are different. Cartoons, you record the dialogue first and then they animate to your voice. So that was a little more free. It was a little more, and you could also report to work in your underwear because nobody's. It's always a plus. I'm in my underwear now. Same. <laughs> The beauty of Zoom. <laughs> the beauty of Zoom. The beauty of Zoom. Um, so another thing we'd love to ask you about was, uh, honey, we shrunk ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are both huge fans of the original movie and the, I guess it's the sequel, because I did see there were two other ones that they, right. there was like a honey, we blew up ourselves. Honey, we, we shrunk the kids. Honey, we blew up the kid. Blew up the kid. And... I don't know if there was another one. I think there was another one. Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves uh, was apparently the first actually made for video project. They made it to go right on video, to video. Oh. And it was never intended to be released as a movie or, uh, and I've never seen it on, on television. I've never seen it offered on all the, any of the, 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 the paid services that are offered. Uh, and that's disappointing because it was a pretty damn good movie. Can I yeah. say Dan? So good. If I can't yeah. say Dan, I won't say Dan. You can say Dan. <laughs> you can say anything you want. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you so seen... go ahead. Go ahead. Um, had no, you, you seen the original beforehand? Like, Did I see the original? The, um, yes, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I actually read for The Neighbor in the original. Oh. The original hey. movie. Uh, and uh, they gave it to Dwight Schultz. I think he, I think he got it. Uh, but... Uh, uh, we had a great time doing it. Um, Rick Moranis and, uh, and, and uh, Robin, I don't remember names. I'm old. I'll forget you in about 30 seconds. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. And we did it in, a lot of it in front of green screen because we were tiny. tiny. And uh, we had a great time. I mean, it was a really nice project to do. Um, I have to ask, when you and Wayne fell into the chip dip, Right. What, what was that actually that you guys were in? What was that white stuff? That's a great question. It was probably some sort of a clay and water based, you know, pool that they, that they, I think it probably was clay, you know, um, not that it would harden, but I think that's what it was. Maybe flour and clay was some sort of a mixture of mush. And we did it. <laughs> I remember actually, now that you mention it, <coughs> we did it one night. We did one of the, the takes. And then we showered down. They they hosed us down, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then the next day we came back and they said we we want to do it again. We want to do oh, it no. again. And we had to do it again. It was oh, a pain no. in the neck, but fun because oh. working with Rick Mattis was. Yeah. I was going to ask if it was more than one take because you guys were covered. I mean, you were yeah. submerged. Yeah, we were, and it actually was goop, and it actually was us in there. Oh. Get, so, even eat it. It wasn't real chip dip. Oh, it wasn't real chip dip. No, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Well, we'd also love to ask you about working on Xenon. We had interviewed Holly Folger last week, and then she got Ooh. us in touch with you. Oh, Holly. Yeah, I remember her. <laughs> <laughs> we loved hearing all her stories about working on set and wondered if you had any fun stories working with Holly or the cast. Well, first of all, Holly and I did three of them. We did all three of them together. We ended up getting married in the last one. Uh, I just remember the last one was in South Africa. We spent a lot of time together. Holly and her and her niece was down in, in South Africa, and we spent a lot of time off, you know, screening, going to dinner, and go, you know, hanging out, which was really nice. Uh -huh. That was fun. Um, the second one I did, we did New Zealand, and we did take. Rob Curtis Brown and John Getz uh, and I went on a road trip in New Zealand to see different parts of New Zealand, which was which was great. Uh -huh. uh, as far as on the set, uh, you know, I can't remember anything specific, but uh, again, you know, it, it was all good. I mean, people, there's lots of times in interviews, people say, was there a problem? You know, and, did you get along with everybody? To, for me, it was all good. It was all good. There were some problems sometimes, but nothing to talk about. And, uh, and every project that you're going to ask me about was, was great. It was fun. It was never anything terribly negative about any of the stuff that I've done in my, you know, great. years of acting. That's so great. Yeah. When we talked to Holly, she mentioned a little bit how when she first got the script for Xenon, she thought it was an HBO thing at first, and then she realized it was Disney, but she was saying she just had no idea that it was going to become what it was and would have yeah. two more movies. Did you have that feeling when making it, or did you not have any idea? No. Um, the first two were what we call in the trade buyouts. You just got your salary, and then, and then you went home. The third one, I guess everybody renegotiated, so Xenon 3 there's actually residuals in, involved. And there was talk uh, of actually doing the Xenon series and a Xenon movie. Something happened horrible that, uh, that prevented that. It, it, it might have been 9-11 for all. I, I don't know what it was, but something put the kibosh on, that, uh, on those plans because the thing is extremely popular. Uh, young people, you know, if they ever see me, they say, well, you know, but, but, and it would have been great if they could do it because it was extremely popular. Now we're all, you know, old and gray and that ain't going to happen again. But yeah, uh, it was, ex we're very happy that it became popular. And did I, we know that it was going to be that way? No, it's like fatal attraction. Did any people ask me, did, did I know that was going to be such a great iconic movie? No, no. You know, things happen sometimes. Sometimes you have great hopes for a project. And it, and it disappears. And sometimes you, you say, oh, well, this is a cute little thing. And it becomes Xena. Sure. Yeah. Did you have a favorite of the three of your filming experience that you can remember? No, I don't remember the first one a lot. That was up in Vancouver. Uh, there's, no, there's no favorite. They were all yeah. great. I mean, Holly made it fun to be with. And, and like I mentioned, these other two actors, John and Robbie, made it fun to be the, the second one. Uh, there's no, I haven't seen them in a long time. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they look like, but I don't remember having a favorite. I said, Oh, I wish we could do the second one again. No, they were all swell. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you got to go to some really cool locations. It sounds like too, with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Vancouver is, I work in Vancouver a lot and it's a beautiful place, but New Zealand, that was nice. And South Africa was, it's the longest trip you can take from the United States to get to South Africa from California. It's the longest, it was oh, yeah. a 52 hour travel day. 
It was, it was, I, you got there and you couldn't swallow water. You were so tired. Oh. So that was, that I remember. That was not, yeah. that, that was not a happy thing. <clears throat> but the movie was swell. Oh, good. Well, that's great to hear because we, we're both, and a lot of people that listen are huge fans of Xenon. Oh, great, great. Yeah. Between that, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, and then Dinosaurs coming to Disney Plus, you're going to be all over Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great if, we, if Xenon and, uh, and uh, <clears throat> Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves came to Disney Plus? That'd be great. <clears throat> I want you to write in and try to get that going. They're, they're both on there. On Disney Plus? All they uh, put the three Xenons on there, and then I think Grace just watched Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves on Disney Plus, too. Get out of town! And then, yeah. and then an article said that this fall they're going to be putting dinosaurs on there. So well, that's great. I don't have Disney Plus, uh, but I'm going to now <clears throat> check it out and see what they have to offer. Yeah. And look for the check in the mail. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the most important part, yeah. <laughs> that's the most important part. <laughs> for the quarantine sure. it is. That royalties, yeah. <laughs> And sticking with the Disney theme, you did some guest star roles on other shows like That's So Raven, Sweet Life on Deck, Girl Meets World. Did you enjoy working with Disney on their shows? Because I know some of them were also sitcom style um, filming processes as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm sorry to be non-controversial, but they were all, you know, they were all great. I mean, the, the people on the shows were great. And uh Disney, working with Disney is, it's not like you work with Disney, you work with, you know, you work with a camera and a director. Uh, the nice thing about working with Disney though, with Dinosaur especially, is that I got to know the voiceover uh, uh, casting people at Disney. And when I was doing Dinosaurs, they put me in a lot of voiceover cartoon things, which was a nice uh, uh, adjunct benefit to doing, uh, to doing a TV show. But working, yeah, well, I've done a lot of stuff with Disney, uh, uh, and it, it's all been fine. It's all, a lot of people, there's, there used to be joking at Disney about, oh, Disney, you know, because they're <laughs> this or that and the other thing, I won't be specific. But no, I, I, they were fine to me. They were great. Do you enjoy doing a sitcom where it's in front of a live audience? Yes, yes. I mean, as much as I enjoy anything else, sometimes the audience gives you a little, little feedback. And often in sitcoms, they'll, they'll cut and, and they'll rewrite right there where you're sitting there. It says, oh, now say this, let's, let's replace this speech with it. So there's always an immediacy, sort of a tingly, you know, immediacy. And, and occasionally you can make jokes with the audience to get them to, to come into your world uh -huh. and like you a little bit. So yeah, working in front of an audience is great. Look, I come from theater and that's my first love. And that, you're always working in front of an audience. And that's, that's what I, I always loved and always will love it. So yeah, working in front of an audience is, uh, is great. Nice. And then we did have, we had a few like of our listeners fan questions, if we could just quickly ask you those. Um, anything, some anything. people wanted to know what TV show or movie um, was your favorite to work on in your career? But your resume goes on and on. So I know, I your resume. <laughs> that, that's tough, that's funny. Fatal Attraction was a terrific movie to work on because uh, it was fun and exciting because I was doing not necessarily the news at the time. And I flew back and forth to New York once a month to do my stuff because God bless him, Adrian Lyne uh, said to the producers, get somebody in New York, we're filming in New York. And he said, no, I want, I want Mr. Pankin. And for that, I will be eternally grateful for. And, and he's great. He made that movie great. So I enjoyed working on that. The funny thing is there was a little movie we did 
that nobody ever saw and will ever see called One Dozen that we filmed in a warehouse, you know, someplace up in Dundale. That was the most fun I've ever had on a set. You will never see that movie. Nobody will ever uh -huh. see that movie because it's, uh, it's just, it's never going to be released. But we, we had, that was the most fun I've ever had. The people were great. Uh, the, the, the script was fine. And, uh, but you talk about fun. That was it. One Dozen, I think it was called. One, oh, one it. it was about a jury, a jury uh, case. Okay. But that's it. But they're all they're all not necessarily the news was was great for six years. We're still in touch, you know, the yeah. those that are around. We're still in touch and, and love each other. So, you know, yeah. it's all good. Awesome. Give me another question. Your dream movie or franchise to be a part of. It could have already happened. I mean, obviously, unless you have an idea in your head, but a dream movie to be a part of. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess what role you want to play. <laughs> yeah. Well, I read for the girl, but they didn't want me. Uh, I'll tell you, when I, when I was young, when I was young, I always wanted to do Cyrano de Bergerac. That was my dream role. Uh, uh, as far as franchise coming up or, or going back, I've hung out with some friends, writer friends, actor friends, and we jotted down uh, uh, project ideas that w wouldn't be bad to do. Uh, something about comics, something about you know, salesman. It never happened, but uh, I wouldn't mind pursuing those. As far as something in the past that I would wish I was a part of, I wish I'd done MASH. I wish uh -huh. I, I had been in MASH because MASH was, MASH was a, a great show. Yeah. Um, and, but there's nothing burning inside me that says, oh, I wish I'd been a part of that series. When we, when we sign off, I'm going to think of three, but right now. <laughs> yeah. Usually how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I the first San Pedro Beach one was on the same set on 20th Century Fox's match. We used to go into this match set and just look at it. It was just, it was magic. It was all, that was my first show. So everything in Hollywood was magic, sure. you know. Wow. Oh, that's amazing that you got to see that set. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then last one that someone wrote in was, do you have like the coolest set that you've ever been on? Well, this was a great set. I never worked on Dinosaur on the set, but the set was great. Um, actually, you know, the first film job I did, well, maybe the second, as an extra, was a movie called Next Stop Greenwich Village. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look that up, Paul Mazursky is a, is a terrific movie. We're, and it was the first job I really did in California. I played, it was shot in the 50s. You had to audition. I was an extra. You had to audition to be an extra because you got to come down with a costume with, this, with clothes that kind of look like that. So that... I, I got that job, you know, and I eventually, well, I'll tell you why. I eventually, we, Bill Murray was in it as an extra. Uh, wow. Um, uh, a bunch of other actors whose names I don't remember who have who've become, who were, you know, fairly successful, became extras. Uh, and I used to, there was a holding area in the top of the warehouse and the set was on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to sneak down and stand behind the camera to see what it was like. Never seen a movie set. And I'm looking at these people acting and they're talking and it's a dancing and all of a sudden the music cuts off and they're doing dialogue. I go, what happened to the music? Was that a mistake? It was all new to me. Uh -huh. Or I'm watching stuff and they take a wall away. And I've never seen that before. I've never seen how that worked. And it was all, you know, again, magic. It was, how did they do that? And the, and the, the AD, the assistant director, saw how interested I was in it and then eventually, 
he popped me up to a day player. So I, I went from like $85 a, a day to $150 that day. And I actually had my first line uh, in a movie, in a major movie in there. And it's, it's still in there. But that was just because it was all new and, and, and amazing to me to see. I mean, yeah. when you do a theater, you have a set, you have a room, and you walk mm -hmm. behind and you see the back of flats, which is always exciting. But in a movie, you know, they take walls away. They, they, they change the lights. They, they move the furniture around. And that, so that was exciting. I mean, that was one of the most fun things that I remember doing. I mean, all, a lot of the sets are just rooms for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Honey, I mean, Honey, we shook was great because that was green screen and with oversized props and uh, oversized bugs. And that was kind of fun to do too. I'd done green screen before, but this was pretty elaborate green, green screen. We did a lot of our stuff in front of green screen. But yeah. that's, that's about it. I never even thought about them having to bring in the huge props for that kind of stuff. Right, right. We didn't have a lot of them, but we had, we had uh, they made a bunch of stuff that were oversized. And then the rest of it was, uh, was green screen. Okay. Well, you must have had the big race car that you guys sit in, right? Yeah, we had this. We had a, a kind of full-size race car. We did that, yeah. and then we had to pretend like I'm sitting in this chair to do that. And then they put in the that they filmed it us going down stuff. It was all interesting. I mean, it was all to this day. Movie making is 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 it's exciting. I remember in the old days when I used to when I used to drive the freeways to see the sign Hollywood. It was just you know Hollywood, man. It just sort of you know, it was exciting. It was exciting. Yeah. I still feel that way, kind of. I mean, I haven't done a lot of. I've done some a bunch of independent movies recently, and uh, uh, mostly low budget because that's the way life is now. But uh, it's still exciting. It's still exciting when you see a microphone and a camera. It's it's nifty, man. It's cool. It's a great job to have. It's a great profession to be in if you can work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, anyway, that's that's the way I felt about it and feel about it. And then do you have any um, upcoming projects that are going to be coming out soon? Well, there's a there's a movie that's actually just, I mean, on Facebook, if you look for it, it's called The Great Family. Uh, it's, a, it's a short, it's a very good movie uh, that's out now that just was released on, I forget the name of it, Force Cinema or Force Pictures or, and uh, there's a movie called Deep in the Forest, which they're editing now, which uh, is going to come out soon. He's trying to, the director's trying to get into the Toronto Film Festival. And then hopefully, like most projects now, I guess he's going to try to sell it on Netflix or Amazon because that's where the, that's where the releases are. I mean, you, there's, there's no movie theaters anymore. True. So, but those two, those two are, uh, are coming up. Great. I, I feel like most things, like you said, that were supposed to be in theaters, they now have to go to a streaming service. I think, well, I think they have to. Do. Yeah. Is that all? Yeah, I think that's all they can do. There's no, unless you can put them in a drive-in, and I don't think the movies that I'm, I've done are drive-in movies. You know, okay. movies. So yeah, Netflix, keep an eye on Netflix. Disney Plus. Never stop watching Disney Plus. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I can't get enough of it because it's all the old nostalgic stuff that we love to watch. It's all in one place. Yeah, you're pretty young to go for this nostalgic stuff. That's kind of interesting. Oh, we love it. Yeah, we. <laughs> the one day we were both just we all we always talk about Disney shows and movies, and we love Disney Channel original movies, pretty much everything because we were both born mm -hmm. in '92, so we grew up in the '90s, and we just wanted to 
kind right. of relive that and, and ask people about their experiences and share it with everyone. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, thank you so much for answering all of our questions. Pleasure. Real pleasure. Yeah, um, definitely. This was so great to hear some of these answers because especially for like, honey, I shrunk, honey, we shrunk ourselves because I just watched that and I was like, I feel like I want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I told you all the secrets. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, we appreciate it so much. That's a real pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It was really nice. Yeah, you, you were a very pleasant interview. I really appreciate it. Oh, Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. You leaving? I'm leaving now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Stuart, if you're listening, thank you again so much for coming on. Stuart, we had the best time talking to you. And he was so funny. He was so funny. He was so funny. And I really felt like hearing his voice he has a very recognizable voice if that makes sense yeah no i feel so, like our last two guests lisa ann and him both as we were talking to him i kept hearing the voice and only picturing them as a certain character yes i did the same thing i had just watched honey we shrunk ourselves the night before so then i was picturing him in that i could hear it from dinosaurs because i didn't even put together that that was did, him when he did the little dinosaur voice oh god it was so so great but, so go check out his movies, you guys. There are so many great shows and great movies that he was a part of. Yeah, like we said, on Disney Plus right now, you can see him on all three Xenons and Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. And then coming this fall, you can watch, I guess not watch him, but watch his voice in Dinosaurs. And I was talking with my cousin, because we all love the Honey, We Shrunk or any of the movies. And yeah. I was like, I was like, listen, because he says what we always wondered what he fell in for the chip dip. That's and he said, so funny. Oh, what did he say? It was like flour or something. He said it was a weird, Oof. it was like a mixture of something. Yeah. Well, you guys heard it. You can also, you guys, um, hopefully you enjoyed learning a lot about spiders. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in the beginning of the episode, all of us got so sidetracked talking about spiders. It really, oh. once we got past that, it really set the tone for the interview. It really did. Oh, we <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please like it and share it. Share the episode because sharing is caring. And then more people can hear it. More people can learn about Stuart. It's a win-win it's for everybody. It is. And you can also go give us a follow. We are on Instagram and Twitter at BTTB Podcast. You can search us up on the Facebook for Back to the Best. We haven't put up a YouTube video in a while because, you know, quarantine. But if you want to see our old videos, youtube.com slash back to the best. And Grace, tell them where they can just get all these links in one spot. You guys, we have a one-stop shop. It is www.bttbpodcast.com. There's a little like toolbar thingy at the top that has all the tiny icons, you can just click them. Or you can simply go to our episodes tab. We have iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. It's, it's all right there and it couldn't be easier. So go and do that and then make sure that you tune in next week where we are gonna keep taking you back to the best. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.